Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Neil Marston, who's the MD and CEO of Fling Gold, who are an Australian-based mineral exploration company targeting gold and battery metals um, in underexplored areas of Tasmania and Western Australia. Uh, Neil has over 30 years' experience in the mining and mineral exploration sector um, and is a proven uh, ASX-listed company leader with a strong governance and corporate finance background. Um, he joined Fling Gold just over a year ago. So he's going to talk about his career, uh, what the company have achieved to date, and what the outlook is uh, for Fling Gold. So that's welcome, Neil, to the podcast. How are you doing, Neil? I'm very well, Rob. Great to be with you today. Yeah, thank you for your time as well. Um, so as we always start these podcasts off, I just wondered if you can tell us a little bit about your, uh, about your career, about your background, so our audience knows a little bit about the guest. Um, so we can talk about from when you were uh, way back when you graduated uh, and, and mm. worked through, uh, work through your career. Well, thanks, Rob. And look, um, I suppose I, I consider myself a bit of a jack of all trades, which you need to be in the exploration game. I started working in the surveying and mapping field outside of mining and switched over in the early 80s when the gold sort of boom first kicked off in Western Australia. Um, in the in the in the time of uh, uh, you know good gold prices and um, and a lot of open pit mining happening in Western Australia, uh, switched over to a um, corporate uh, fire you know governance and um, accounting uh, stream a little bit later and uh, I've, I've basically worked my way through the industry uh, project management roles, uh, getting projects up and running. Uh, Getting approvals, which in uh, in in this day and age is very important to take a project from from an idea to uh, actually getting it permitted to a production. Um, worked in gold, base metals, iron ore, um, and not only in Australia but overseas as well. So, um, yeah, as I said, a uh, bit of an all rounder. Um, I love the uh, the projects that Flynn Gold's got. Came on board a year ago and uh, really excited about the future for the company. So I just wanted you to just give us a, a quick snapshot of uh, Flynn Gold. Yeah, look, Flynn uh, listed uh, just over two years ago now. Um, our exploration focus is very much in Australia, uh, two areas, uh, Tasmania and Western Australia. Our portfolio projects are very much gold focused, but very uh, also uh, very much um, in the case of Western Australia, we've got uh, projects which are lithium associated with the gold. So um our first two years has been very much focusing on the granted uh, tenure we've got in Tasmania, chasing high-grade gold in the northeast. Uh, the northeast Tasmanian area has a, a, a very significant history of, um, of gold production, and um, there's certainly a lot of potential in northeast Tasmania. Um, and as I said, we've got uh, acquiring a portfolio of um, lithium projects in Western Australia, which we we just started to uh, get granted, and we're planning to uh, undertake exploration on those areas um, going forward. Um, Flynn completed a significant amount of drilling 
at the Golden Ridge uh, project in northeast uh, Tasmania uh, since listing on the ASX. Um, what have been the highlights of of uh, this program? Well, yeah, that's right. We've we've almost drilled ten thousand meters uh, at two project areas on Golden Ridge, um, um, about four and a half thousand meters at. Uh, an area called Brilliant, uh, and then last year we switched from uh, the Brilliant Prospect two and a half kilometres uh, east of that. We started drilling at a place called Trafalgar. Now, Trafalgar, uh, his, historically, there's a, an old shaft there going down about 60 metres chasing uh, high-grade gold veins um, and a lot of other adits and workings in that area. So we've been drilling there since May last year. We finished uh, our second phase of drilling about a month ago now. And uh, so we've drilled um, about 5,000 metres at Trafalgar. Our best results to date have been um, in one of our drill holes, we intersected uh, uh, just over 12 metres at uh, about 16.8 grams per tonne gold. And that was from a depth of about 108 metres. Uh, but our last announcement actually um, was uh, from a hole number 13, where we intersected four metres at close to 24 grams per tonne gold uh, from just 23 metres downhole depth. Um, we, we'd we actually drilled a hole earlier and intersected an adit. So this hole was drilled underneath the adit to see what was there. And we got that four metres at 24. Uh, and that included um, about half a metre at uh, almost 170 grams per tonne gold. So um, we intersected what the, the old timers obviously were chasing. Um, and uh, that was a very encouraging result. Uh, what's most pleasing about that latest result is we're drilling, uh, well, there's no drilling uh, beneath that uh, intersection. So uh, it's open down dip and there's no drilling to the east. Uh, so it's open along strike to the east. So an obvious target for us to go and uh, follow up with um, the next phase of drilling. Um, what have the results at Golden Ridge revealed about mineralisation in the area and, and the potential it may have? Yeah, look, Golden Ridge, um, uh, I think historically the old, uh, exploration and mining activities have focused on these high-grade vein systems. Um, about 25 kilometres to the south uh, east of us is, sorry, southwest of us is uh, um, what they call the Mathena Goldfield, where production there produced over 250,000 ounces in you know between nine, 1887 and 1926. They were mining there and they pulled out mineralisation an average grade of 26 grams per tonne gold. Uh, from a number of reefs down to 500 metres depth, roughly. So um, that's that's within what they call the Methena sediments. Um, and outside of the Beaconsfield gold mine in um, northeast Tasmania, that, that was the richest mine that's been in production. So we're, we're chasing sort of similar mineralisation. Um, the thing at Golden Ridge is there's a granodiorite intrusive, which is basically pushed up through the, the sediments uh, and along that contact between the granite and the uh, sediments, there's about eight kilometres of contact there with old workings on it. So, so the workings at Brilliant and the workings at Trafalgar, which the old timers uh, obviously uh, established, they were seeing evidence of gold on that contact or close to it. And so uh, we've been drilling there um, to date um, and we'll, we'll continue to test some of the areas along that contact. As I said, it's eight kilometres long, hardly tested by uh, drilling um, so, so it's a great opportunity for us because um, we think there's mineralisation all the way along that contact, which um, obviously the scale of it, it's a large system uh, and mineralisation there is a mixture of high grade uh, vein sets, uh, similar to what the, um, 
the historical miners we're chasing, but also we're seeing in some of our drilling broader zones of mineralization. So we've reported zones, you know, 50 to 60 meters of width at about 0.6 uh, or above grams per ton gold. Um, so when you start to talk about numbers in that um, sort of range, you're starting to think about um, it being a much larger system. Um, and we certainly have got mineralization from the, the results we've, we've reported to date with more to come, um, indicating that uh, we've, we've got both uh, the, the, the broader lower grade uh, systems and then these high grade veins running through them. So yeah, it's, overall, it's a very exciting development for us. Uh, long, alongside its exploration program at Golden Ridge, uh, Flynn has been busy investigating, uh, obviously, other uh, prospects in Tasmania um, and, a, uh, and growing its portfolio within, obviously, the state. Um, what has the company achieved in in this in regards to some of the some of its plans? Look, in June uh, this year, we executed uh, an option we had to acquire two projects, uh, namely the Fire Tower and Warrantina. Uh, gold projects. Um, at Warrantina, um, there's historical drilling done by a company called Great Land Gold, um, PLC. And um, obviously their focus is on other bigger projects in Western Australia at the moment. So we're able to pick both these projects up them for fairly reasonable consideration. But, you know, on a technical basis, there's some, you know, really exciting numbers come out of uh, their previous work. So um, Warrantina, we've got a drill rig there at the moment, um, uh, kicking off a couple of diamond drill holes um, over the next few weeks to to basically confirm uh, some of the work that they've done and also give us a bit more understanding about the um, the, the geology and uh, and what we see as a multiple vein set system there. It's uh, at Warrantina, it's certainly open. It's uh, close to the surface, so it becomes. A deposit which is, uh, you know, ideally readily mineable um, uh, once we, you know, go through expanding that resource and establishing how many ounces are actually there. And the other project, Fire Tower, that's a gold cobalt tungsten project with base metals um, within it as well. Uh, we've been looking at the historical data uh, that's um, been generated from that project. And so we've got plans to go and do some more drilling there in the not too distant uh, uh, future after we've finished at Warrant Warrantina. Um, just following up some of the high grade results that they've uh, drilled out to date, extending some holes, which we think they stopped short and really um, establishing what we think is, uh, um, or investigating what we think is a really exciting project as well there um, at Firetower. So those two projects are very much um, sort of the next priority after the Golden Ridge project, we've got other areas which we're we're ex, uh, ex exploring on a progressive basis. And over on the west coast, we've got two exploration licenses at a place called Henty, just south of Zeehan, uh, and that uh, there's um, some really high grade uh, zinc, lead, silver mineralization intersected at Henty. So we're just uh, almost uh, through the uh, permitting process with the the local. Um, regulators and once we've got uh, permits in place we'll be able to go and drill some of those targets as well as well which is a really exciting uh, opportunity um, over in an area which is uh, surrounded by um, other high-grade polymetallic mines such as Rosebury, um, uh, Mount Lyle and uh, and Hellier so it's a it's a very um, highly mineralized area over on western Tasmania as well so we're 
we're looking forward to doing some work there in the new year. Um, Tasmania has a strong mining history, uh, and maybe not many people know. Um, how has the company found the state as a jurisdiction to operate in? Look, I, I think uh, the jurisdiction is um, very, very pro uh, resources. Uh, certainly, in the um, on the west coast, as I said, there's uh, existing world class mines uh, such as Rosebury uh, that are being uh, in production for a long time. Um, where our ground uh, at Henty is uh, just to the south of the town of Zian, which is a very historic lead silver um, mining uh, jurisdiction. And, um, and, and look, the, the local state government here has got a, a good framework for exploration. It's very encouraging um, of companies to get out there and do work. Um, I like the, uh, the, the system we were, which we're operating in here. Uh, we can liaise with the regulators and we do liaise with the regulators on a very um, regular basis about what we're doing. They come and do site visits to uh, see see how things are going and making sure we're complying with all the conditions of uh, our permits. But um, yeah, overall, it's a you know, very, very uh, good jurisdiction to do work in. Um, and as far as permitting for future mines are concerned, I, I, we don't see any uh, risk in that regard. I think Tasmania would uh, would certainly fit into the you know that sort of tier one um, jurisdiction as far as um, sovereign risk is concerned uh, for uh, mining projects. Uh, Fingold also obviously has a presence in Western Australia. Um, what projects um, do they own in WA and in uh, what what commodities? Okay, so we've got some ground up in the Pilbara, which is in the northern part of uh, Western Australia. Uh, two projects there, Mount Dove and, and Yarry. Uh, Mount Dove is uh, surrounded by um, the Hemi gold mine to the northwest uh, of us and to the southeast and east, we've got uh, Pilangura and Wajina, which are two uh, lithium projects in production at the moment. So um, we're in a you know bit of a geological hotspot as far as those uh, projects are concerned. Um, the Yarri project is um, to the uh, east of uh, Mount Dove. It's on the contact between uh, some areas where um, historical iron ore deposits have existed at places like Shea Gap. Um, so, you know, whilst there's iron ore potential, um, not a lot of exploration has occurred for gold um, and base metals, um, which uh, as well as lithium, which is, um, you know, certainly something we're having a look at. And then further to the south, back in the Yilgarn, around the Southern Cross to Forestania Greenstone Belt, we've got uh, three project areas there, Kuyanobing to the north of Southern Cross, um, uh, and also uh, Forestania and Lake Johnson, which are basically located um, on the edges of the Forestania Greenstone Belt and the Lake Johnson Greenstone Belt. Uh, so the, both of those projects are perspective uh, for gold and uh, lithium. Forestania is a, we've got ground about 10 kilometres to the east of the large Mount Holland lithium uh, deposit, which is being developed and brought into production probably in the next 12 months from, uh, uh, that's a joint venture with West uh, West Farmers and SQM. Um, so um, yeah, it's the right address to be looking for uh, lithium. Uh, in Obviously, Western Australia is a preeminent jurisdiction for lithium projects at the moment. Um, so both of those projects this the certainly the ground at Forestania and Lake Johnson has only been granted since July this year. So we're just starting to kick off our exploration activities today. 
Blake Johnson, we've identified some pegmatites, uh, daylighting um, from some early reconnaissance work. So we plan to get back and do some soil sampling and mapping on both those tenement areas in the not too distant future. And, and hopefully, you know, we can uh, um, identify some, uh, some good lithium targets to go and drill test next year. I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about the Australian mining market at the moment. Um, and I suppose looking at, uh, again, I speak to a number of uh, CEOs and a number of people uh, within the, the mining industry and lithium seems to be quite a hot topic at the moment. Um, I just want to just give us an, an overview of the, the um, mining industry across Australia. Look, it's interesting, Rob. The um, Obviously, lithium and rare earths and even in, of late uranium is uh, having, a, a, as far as the Australian uh, resources sector is concerned, is having uh, quite a bit of a strong rally around those commodities. The gold producers, uh, obviously, they're being valued on the gold price and the Aussie dollars, uh, Aussie dollar gold prices are generally over $3,000 Aussie at the moment. So most of the companies that are producing gold are doing very well um, as far as profits concerned. Um, so, uh, you know, the the appetite for um, gold exploration companies is is uh, being affected by uh, the, the non-gold projects, such as, as I said, the lithium and rare earths. Um, there's capital flowing to those companies that are exploring for those commodities. So, so there's no doubt that it's having a bit of a negative impact on some of the companies that are exploring purely for gold. You're seeing a lot of gold explorers, um, you know, pivoting towards uh, their these other commodities on the basis of um, of uh, the fact that they're they're not getting much love in the gold space. But um, you know, I think for the people who are you know long term faithful around the value of gold projects and um, and exploration for gold, um, I think there's some longer term reward to be had. And and certainly, you know, if you look at what Flynn Gold's doing in northeast Tasmania, I think we're demonstrating that. You know, if you go into an area which is underexplored um, and invest some money in those areas, particularly if you've got all the indicators that there is a uh, good potential for, for making a discovery, then uh, with modern exploration technology, some deeper drilling and, you know, some smart application of, of capital, um, shareholders should be rewarded um, over the longer, you know, medium to longer term. And and that, that's our view with Fling Gold uh, in northeast Tasmania in particular, you know, it's the analogies between northeast Tasmania and the Victorian gold fields are very strong geologically, and uh, there's no reason why we can't be finding some very high-grade gold deposits uh, on our ground, just like um, you're finding um, up in uh, in Victoria. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting market at the moment, um, depending on what space you're uh, sort of or what commodity you're actually uh, focusing on. What challenges do you see the the Australian market mining market um, facing, I suppose, going towards the end of this year, going into next year? What what are some of the, the major challenges, whether it's around financing, whether it's around staffing um, or, or anything else? What what How do you see the outlook of the, the mining industry in Australia? Look, there's a lot of uh, projects being developed. Um, and so there's always that demand on manpower and, and good quality people to make things happen. Um, uh, cost of uh, capital and uh, and in, and you know uh, the time required to build infrastructure to get a mine up and running. Most most of the producers are out there trying to take a project from permitting 
and project approval through to actual production and finding that their um, their cost estimates are under pressure pretty quickly um, on the on the high side. So, you know, they're taking longer to build things. They're taking longer to bring bring uh, projects into production. Um, and, and I suppose the fact is that commodity prices have been able to buffer some of those um, those challenges. Um, uh, but you know, Australia's got a deep history of mining. So on the on the positive side, um, there's lots of competent people in our uh, within Australia who are uh, able to make things happen, uh, bring projects into production. Um, we've got you know some of the world's smartest metallurgists and uh, and uh, operators and underground miners now uh, making these projects happen. So you know. Whilst there's, you know, headwinds always, I, I think the future for Australian mining, particularly around, you know, some of these uh, critical minerals, you, you're seeing it in the lithium space, but it's, you know, movements in rare earths, movements in uh, uranium as well. Um, they're all very encouraging for the future as far as, um, you know, the viability of the industry. And uh, and uh, I suppose one of the challenges is, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, people in the industry have been around uh, to, and they've got to retirement age now and uh, they're all being encouraged to to keep working because uh, uh, there's so many opportunities for for people in this uh, this industry. So, you know, if anyone's a, a young person watching today and looking at sort of getting into the mining industry in Australia or, you know, I know a lot of young geos come out of the UK, um, you know, Australia is a, a great place to come and uh, build a career and uh, life lifetime of uh, work around um, our industry so uh, overall it's very positive and lastly um just what's the outlook for for filling gold over the sort of next six to uh, 12 months yeah look over the next few months we've got um more work to do on trafalgar we've got about 900 odd meters of core going through the um the labs uh, at the moment so we, we will be reporting those uh, over the next month and a half and um you know, basically informing the market of our sort of assessment of uh, the Trafalgar prospect and, and the broader Trafalgar to Brilliant um, uh, zone uh, as part of the Golden Ridge project. Uh, we've got drilling happening at Warrantina at the moment, and we'll be drilling uh, at uh, Fire Tower before Christmas um, and Henty in the new year. So, so whilst we've got most of our eggs in, um, you know, the, the basket of uh, work we're doing at Golden Ridge, uh, we certainly want to pursue some of these other project areas we've got. And over in Western Australia, we've, we're waiting on some results from uh, work at Mount Dove um, around uh, soil sampling. So th those results will drop and be reported probably in sometime in October. And um, as I said, we've got plans to, to kick off some initial field work um, in our uh, Western Australian assets down around um, Southern Cross at uh, Forestania and uh, Lake Johnson. So... So, um, you know, there's a, there's that blue sky around some of our lithium, lithium exploration. So, so yeah, look, a very a lot of, lot happening uh, both in on the east eastern side of the country and in Tasmania and uh, over in the west. So, um, it uh, it makes a an interesting time to sort of manage uh, these uh, diverse uh, portfolio of projects, but uh, something I really enjoy. Neil, thank you for your time. Appreciate you uh, giving us an update on uh, Thin Gold and telling us uh, what's happening in the Australian mining market. If our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions or want to follow your story, how can they go about doing that? What social media uh, channels and platforms are you on? 
Bingold's, uh, obviously, we've got a website. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, a few other things as well. So I'm sure if people just search uh, Flynn Gold, they'll find us uh, and be able to, uh, you know, uh, follow us through those media. Um, otherwise, they can just follow me personally. I'm active on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, um, uh, enjoy sort of putting up and uh, uh, retweeting uh, various uh, company announcements. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see more people following our company. Yeah, great. And we include those in the show notes accompanying this podcast so uh, for easy access so uh, people can, uh, can easily follow you. So really appreciate your time. Um, all the best for the remainder of the year going into next year. Um, and if you want to come on next year and give us an update, you're more, uh, more than welcome to. I'd love to do that, Rob. Thanks for your time today. And thank you to everyone who's watching. Yeah, thank you. So um, appreciate your, your time listening listening and um, watching this on YouTube as well. Appreciate your time. As always, appreciate your continued support. Keep sharing these episodes. And as I always say, not just sharing the episodes to people within the mining industry, but also outside of the mining industry, because that's going to help build the, the brand of mining. And, and we always, and I obviously talk about this with certain guests about the brand, the mining brand, um, and we need to put a positive spin on it. And by sharing these episodes with people outside of the mining industry is only going to help the cause. So, as always, appreciate your continued support. Please keep sharing these episodes. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.